The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. We're the Philadelphia fans. edition of the 83 to infinity podcast hosted by jonesy and brown that is mike jones i am john brown remember you can download all your favorite podcasts from us just go to bitwsports.com hit us up facebook instagram twitter at bitw sports or at jonesy and brown the sixers have taken a 2-0 lead a commanding 2-0 lead after uh the Nets by 12 in game two. We're here to talk about it with a good friend of the show, a family member, a man we can we, a man we consider family in the Jonesy and Brown universe from LibertyBallers.com, our friend Adio Royster. What is happening, my friend? The senior black correspondent has returned for NBA. Playoffs, and you, action. Let's go. You are appreciated, man. We appreciate you representing everything black on libertyballers.com, making sure the black <laughs> and the blacks are represented on libertyballers.com. <laughs> okay, John, can I can I just say never use the term the blacks ever again? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm to go. Saying, go I'm just saying. You have to go with that. It's not as it's not as bad as the N word or colored, but it's it's pretty bad. It's, it's, right, up, it's there. right up there. It's, it's uh, right up uh, there. It's up there. It is up there. The African Americans. Yes, there you go. Oh, okay, oh, okay. It sounds Our... better without the, without the article and before it. Uh, yes. Right. Uh, eliminate the the. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, anyway, I'm on on this podcast via Liberty Ballers, and this is going out over the Internet. So basically what you're doing is that you're saying that I'm aligning myself with someone that refers to black people, African-Americans as the blacks. You are messing up my bag here. You know what? And one thing that we are dedicated to here at Jonesy and Brown is making sure the people that come on our show do not mess up their bag. So if Seriously. I have messed up your bag by by adding the word the to the word blacks, <laughs> then I apologize. Just saying, man. The opinions and I, I will say Just this saying. the opinions and views expressed by John Brown do not represent a deal Royster or LibertyBallers.com. Is that good enough? Is that a good enough disclose uh disclaimer? It's a start. Unless you're it's talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, un- understood. Well, under- um, uh, you know, <laughs> here's the and, – and, and that's a, that is actually a good segue into what we're talking about because we're talking about Sixers and Nets. And it's almost like talking about Ben Simmons is a completely different conversation. Like you don't even think of – Ben Simmons when you think of the Nets. Like when you talk, if you want to, 
if you want to talk about the Nets, we can talk about the Nets. If you want to talk about Ben Simmons, that's a whole different show because it's not even like you, the two even go together. He has a contract with the Nets, but he doesn't actually play for the Nets. Yeah. Like, he hasn't even been, like, we all live in Philadelphia. We all know how sports media works in this market. We know what makes stories, what people will talk about, what people will squawk about, what things that will become issues that might not be issues. You have a highly paid, high-profile player on your team You're in, who's unavailable for the playoffs and is not on the bench for the first two games, even though they're in Philadelphia, even given his history. You know good and well he wasn't coming to Philly. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. I I, I understand the makeup of the player, <laughs> and, and I know that. I understand that. <laughs> Like, I know why he's not here, but the fact of the matter is he's not here. He's not around. What does that say? What message does that say? The Sixers wasted the number one overall pick. That's pretty much the mm-hmm. only uh, discernible answer I've come up with. Ben Simmons doesn't like basketball? <laughs> Apparently not. That 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 guy's a clown. I I I, I don't know any other way around it. That guy's I, a loser. I I don't know if I'm ready to make that leap just yet. Like I don't know what his mindset is. I'm sure he would love to play basketball again, but it would probably have to be the perfect situation, like uh, San Antonio or something. I'm guys. I, 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 don't, I don't know if that would do it. I, I don't know An what expansion would do it for team. that guy at that point. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get that guy. I, I, I really don't. I mean, he basically had a shot to be the man in Brooklyn after everybody skipped town. Yeah. And he decided to check out instead. It's like I, I look at it as I, I'm not – I'm not necessarily ready to crown the Knicks actual kings of New York basketball. Of course, traditionally uh, traditionally and historically they are, but this Knicks team, I'm not necessarily sure I'm ready to crown them the kings of New York. I feel like that title is there for the taking. You push, Kyrie's gone, uh, KD is gone, it doesn't take much to take the crown. You have the opportunity to take the crown, and it's like you're just leaving it there. Like you, know, it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, whatever. Let's just talk about players who are actually playing. So, so I would like to push back on something you said. Ben Simmons okay. might have had the chance to be the man, but yeah, the way Michael Mikhail Bridges has been lighting it up the last yeah. two months, he yeah. wouldn't have been the man. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the opportunity was there, but there was somebody willing to actually seize the moment to grab the brass ring. Right. I mean, I agree, but I would also say that the way that Ben Simmons, when he is playing, likes to facilitate and how Bridges' strength is a little bit more as a finisher than a playmaker, shot creator, they could have actually paired very well together. Yes. 
you have Ben Simmons, you'd have Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, two bona fide scorers. Mm-hmm. Nick Klassen, depending on how you feel about having two guys on the floor that can't really shoot. And then who's who's that fifth guy? Dinwiddie, maybe. Mm. I ideally you would want another shooter out there like Seth Curry, because if Ben Simmons yeah. is your on your in your starting five, you want him to have the ball. True. But you've got options as shooters. You got Joe Harris, Seth Curry. They're guys who can go out there and put up shots. Yeah. As we have seen in game one and two, in game one, it was Mikel Bridges going off in the first half, mm-hmm. shut out in the second half. In game two, it was Cameron Johnson all over the first half, shut down in the second half. Um, and that just goes to Brooklyn's future. They have those two guys to build around. With all due mm-hmm. respect to them, neither is probably your number one option on a championship team, but they're solid twos and threes. Agree. Agree. So, given the point that you just made, uh-huh. one of the biggest criticisms of Glenn Doc Rivers is his in-game adjustments. But we've now seen two two straight games where a player has gotten off to hot starts that were kind of shut down in the second half. Is he showing improvement as far as uh, in-game adjustments, or is this just beating a team that you should be beating? I'll defer to Jonesy first before I answer. I want to hear what he kind of thinks (laughs) on this, because I feel like he's been as critical of Doc Rivers as I have. Uh, okay, I'll I'll say this. Um, sure, I'll give Doc some credit, but you're, you're and I sent this to you and Javon offered in the text. I'm like, when you're dealing with a team that literally has no interior presence, and you know that you're, all you're going to be getting is what 80, 90 percent jump shots. At some point, they're going to go cold. You're just not going to hit right. against NBA defense. You're not going to shoot 70% from the three-point line all game long. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't work like that. So you see hot in one half, cold, like a little cooler in the other half. Look around the league. That's most of your star players. They'll have an eight, nine-point half, then a 20-point half. That's just how mm-hmm. the game works. Right. So it's not something I give Dot a lot of credit for. I think it's more a reflection of a lack of a balanced attack from Brooklyn because they have no inside presence. Mm. I'll say this about what Jonesy is uh, talking about with regards to Doc Rivers. I think his adjustments in games one, two at halftime have been really, really good. They've shut down the hot scores of the first half. Mm -hmm. Okay, my pushback to that would be, it's Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson. Let's see what happens when it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going off. <laughs> and they sustain it over four quarters rather than two. So I'll give Doc some credit for this round, but I'm mm-hmm. going to reserve a lot of judgment until the first half, the third quarter, that game one in Boston. No, I, I hear you. And it's funny because it's like, 
I'm try I'm trying not to fall into that trap of taking everything from this series and automatically looking forward until right. they actually won this series. Like you look at game one and then first thing says, well, could they do that against Boston? <laughs> you know, you look at what happened in, in game two. But, well, can they do that against Boston? And I'm sitting there to myself like, all right, let's make sure that we're actually playing Boston before we act, we start looking at Boston. You know, because I'm old, y'all. I know heartbreak can come. <laughs> I've seen it come in many different ways. And I, I'm just like, I don't want to look too far ahead. I try not to look too far ahead. Call me cynical. Call me pessimistic. Call me whatever you want. Call me a negadelphian. Call whatever. It is what it is. I need I need to see us beat Brooklyn before I start really talking about what they can do against Boston. The floor recognizes brother Royster. Uh, John, uh, you can get ready for Boston. You can get better. No, you can get ready for Boston right now. You can get ready for Boston right now. I can't do it. No, you can get ready for Boston right now. I'm telling you. Brooklyn does not have the talent to keep up with the Sixers over a, I'm going to say, five-game series. Mm-hmm. There are people out here that were saying uh, Sixers and six, Sixers and seven. No, you, I don't know. I don't know what they were getting from Nino Brown, but it must have been that real good stuff because mm-hmm. this thing is going to be over. That this thing is going to be over. This thing is going to be over. This this series could possibly be over by Saturday. Yeah, I said no more than five. If if it goes six, something went wrong. Yeah, somebody went down or somebody had a real cold night or something. But if mm-hmm. I'm the, the brooms are out in my house right now. <laughs> what? That's what been, that, that is what I've been on because I'm going to be honest. I said sixes on six. John, I, I, John's said out six here. I, I said six games. John's and, out here shaking ice because he's about to co- pour a cold bucket of ice water on both of us right now. No, no, no. I'm just saying, no. I could be wrong. And the way way this team has looked in the first two games, I admit that I I probably was wrong. (laughs) I did say, but I did say sixes and six. I I did think this series would go six games. All right. So, see, here's the thing. This is why I say five at the most. And the, the reason is this. Generally, when you have like a true superstar, not what they everybody flavor of the week superstar, but a true superstar in the NBA, there are generally two approaches. Either I'm going to guard them one-on-one with my best defender and just try to make them work hard and shut down everyone else, or I'm sending multiple defenders at them to shut them down, and I'm going to make the other players beat me. Brooklyn can't actually take either approach with Embiid because they have to send multiple guys at Embiid just to make him work hard. Yes. Yeah. So that that results in like with the cascading effect of what you see from that is by the third, fourth quarter of every game, Brooklyn's out of gas and out of options. 
it it's just not a good matchup for them. No, agreed. And it's like we've now watched we watched two games where you truly haven't necessarily seen that MVP and B game. And it's not like MB has had two bad games. But that's my point. They're sending yes. everything at him to and, make and, him work hard, not to stop him. And because Embiid is that superstar player, not just a a, a really good player, mm-hmm. I think, a, a, agreed, Joel Embiid is a superstar. Yeah. Absolutely. The, 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 the likelihood that you could have that Embiid game in these next two games in Brooklyn, there, there's a pretty good chance of that. Like, you you had a game where Embiid was good. Two games where Embiid was good. Other players on the team stepped up. Tobias Harris was solid in two games. Harden was Harden was really good game one. Maxi was really good in game two. So you haven't necessarily had that game where Embiid just – takes over and that could happen in and, either game three and against or game Brooklyn MB played 37 minutes in game one uh he had 37 minutes in game one 33 in game two uh, do we need more than like 30 minutes from MB to beat Brooklyn getting to see I mean I would prefer if he just gets to Boston healthy. <laughs> I would too. No, I would too. I understand. But I, and, I'll and, say and this who, real quick though: it's not like to me like Embiid has actually been playing. You heard you say like he has. He's been good. I would say Embiid has been masterful from the standpoint. If you remember Embiid a couple years ago, when those double teams and traps come, you could pretty much count on a turnover. Yeah, Embiid at this point is just making the right play, and rather than forcing, he lets the double. He's inviting the double team. Okay, Harden's open. Okay, Maxi's open. Okay, Tobias is open, and if he's going to do that, mm-hmm. on top of being that threat to make the fifteen foot layup, because that's what I call his mid range jump shot. It's a fifteen foot layup. That thing's automatic. <laughs> so, it, so the way they have to guard that, plus he's making the right decisions out of the double teams, It, it he's really dominating the game without having to score 40, 50 uh-huh. points. Right. And shout out Playoff Toby for showing up. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Playoff Toby's in the <laughs> building, and I love it. I, I, I love it, too. I want to see Playoff Toby in Brooklyn, though. You know, like I, I've seen it. He he's done it at home, and and I feel like I, that's something we've seen in the past, where mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen playoff Toby at home at times. Would love to see playoff Toby game three. I win game need, three. I, I would need, really love to see playoff Toby in game four. I don't even need bubble two. I don't need bubble Toby. Just playoff Toby is fine. Playoff Toby, not, the not necessarily not bubble anything Toby. else. Got you. <laughs> Give me a like yeah. an efficient fifteen to eighteen some boards yeah. and play a, yeah. play hard I, on defense. 
active Toby who and a couple timely buckets. Like if you look yeah. at the stretch, I want to say game two, like there was a stretch in the third quarter where they took the lead and then stayed in the lead. Toby was active, offensive board, second mm-hmm. chance points, yeah. making some open jump that shots. 20 to five run. Uh-huh. Exactly. That was a lot of Toby in that run. Would love to see it. Need to see that. All right. What are your what are your expectations for for Thursday night? Thursday night, 7:30 game tips up. Right now, what what are your expectations? What should uh fans expect to see? Uh a win. <laughs> Pretty much. I expect to I mean, end the night like, up 3-0. I, I, I don't know how else I need to formulate that statement. <laughs> I, I can I can certainly expand on it if need be. Like, that's fine. Uh, right now on FanDuel, I'm seeing the Sixers as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, they'll cover. They will yeah. cover that. You said um, four-and-a-half, and I thought that sounded like a short line. Yeah, I, I, would, have, I would probably have it more, closer to, like, seven. Because they've mm-hmm. won both games by double digits. So, like, why will that change just because they're in Brooklyn? Um, I expect here's here's what I here's what I will say. I do expect Brooklyn to come out very hard in that first quarter. Yeah. They're gonna look to punch the Sixers in the mouth really quick on their home floor because mm-hmm. if you're a young team and literally your entire offense is transition because they do not have a half court offense that I have seen ever since they traded for Mike McCall bridges. Mm-hmm. They, they get out and run. They're a young team. That's what they do. They get out and they run and they, it's a college offense, a lot of drive and kick, a lot mm-hmm. of screens, a lot of rolling, a lot of cutting. So Brooklyn's going to come out with a lot of energy. So let them have that first quarter, I say, and then just pick up the pieces and match in the second quarter. And you kind of saw, and you kind of saw that in game two, where you know we talked about how well the Sixers shot in game one, and we knew that they weren't going to shoot as well as they did in game one in game two, and you saw the Sixers shoot. Uh, their shooting was a little bit poorer. Yeah, Brooklyn came out and shot a little bit better, and they were able to jump out to a lead. But then in the third quarter, you know it was tree shaking time. And you saw the Sixers start to make shots. They come out. They 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 come out on a run in the third quarter, and then and then by the time the fourth quarter came around, you were like, "Oh, okay, we're we're done messing around." Thanks yeah. for coming out, Brooklyn. God bless you. Good night. So I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but do you guys remember the 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 Tyson McNeely fight? That first mm-hmm. fight when Tyson got out of jail. What was uh, McNeely saying the whole time? Just like, oh, I'm going to run at him. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He's not going to mm-hmm. be ready. He came out firing in the from the opening <laughs> bell. Yep. Landed like one or two shots. And then he remembered, oh, wait, I'm fighting Mike fighting Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know how that ended. So I yeah. feel like that's what's going to happen in game three. And in and, 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 and the famous words of Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got a plan until, until you get, they get in, the mouth. in the mouth. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. All right, real quick before we let you go, uh, before the show, I said I would give Dio some time to talk about uh, other things in the NBA playoffs, including this Sacramento Kings. Oh, Golden you're letting me State take my lap? Okay. Yes, go go ahead, sir. 
I mean, I, I see one. One I want to say, I, I, I really like that hat, that Sixers hat you got on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and know, of course, that, that I'm, I'm matching it. I'm matching it, of course, with the Allen Iverson practice T-shirt. Nice. Oh, very nice. nice. <laughs> I get dressed for this podcast, fellas. I don't know I what that is. That. What, 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 kind of, what kind of podcast do you think I am here? <laughs> you're, you're better. You're better than me. Uh, I got the Philadelphia Stars hat on today. See, I respect that. I, I, I saw the USFL on the other side. I was wondering if that was the Stars hat you were rocking. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had to, I had to go with the Stars hat today. I should have. I had an opportunity to at least change my hat <laughs> for the show, and and, and I didn't. Uh, that just makes a Dio better than me. Our our mutual friend Jovan, who is listening right now, will appreciate the Philadelphia Stars hat. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. but yes, about about. My, my Sacramento Kings, and I'm claiming them now. Because <laughs> I'm claiming them now because everywhere on the internet I saw Warriors in five, Warriors in six, Warriors in seven. I'm like, um, did we not? Did we just conveniently forget the Golden State is trash on the road, or the fact that Sacramento won 48 games, or no. the fact that when uh, Sacramento is good, and I've been in the building when Sacramento has been like flirting with goodness. Yeah. That crowd is crazy. That's, that Sacramento crowd is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun taking in like a Kings Wizards game. I think it was. I got the ticket for like fifteen bucks. I was visiting a friend, but like that crowd gets into it, man. Like they are mm-hmm. no joke. I'm not saying that Kings fans rival like. Philly sports fans in general, but from a basketball standpoint, oh hell yeah, they love those kings. They love their kings out there. The king, it's like I, I think people are fooled because unfortunately there have been too many long stretches of time where the kings have been trash. Right. That that like people think that because the kings have been trash for long periods of time that the, the kings fans won't come out. But you saw it back, you know, back in oh, the day. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day when it was Jay Will and Chris Webber, and even better when and even better when it was Mike Bibby and Chris Webber, you know, when 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 the Kings were legitimate rivals to the Lakers. And I understand what Shaq might say. Shaq might come out and say, Oh, the Queens were never were never rivals, but those were good series. They were fun series, but to be a rivalry, both teams have to win at oh, some point. Say. Yeah, true, true. Good point. Touche. I, I I will not. I will. I will not dispute that point. But yeah, but they were I, good series. But they were yeah, great I series. Put, but yeah, I put twenty bucks on uh, Kings and six, and I was just like, I'm feeling really good about this right now. As you should. Right now, sitting up 2-0, and Draymond suspended for Game Three. How you feel about that? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Mike Jones with the lob. I like that. I I put it up. I put this up on Facebook and on Twitter. You can follow me at Adil Royster on Twitter. Um, Commissioner NBA Commissioner Adil Royster would have said two games, seventy five thousand dollar fine. And if and if Golden State happens to lose games three and four, then that is Draymond's fault. Okay. I listened to Stephen A. Smith on first take this morning, and he was just like, oh, I'm sick and tired of the NBA. They they overreacted, this, that, and the other thing. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm sorry. 
he stepped on the guy's chest and then followed through on it. Okay? My man had to get x-rays and MRIs. Like, no. And I've looked at this from every angle. Everybody's making all kinds of excuses, everything like that. Fine. All right, cool. Here's how, here's my rationalization. Okay. I've seen every angle, every replay, and here's my summary report. When you see Sabonis go up for that rebound, Mm -hmm. Clay kind of helped, Clay kind of aids in him going down, number one. Yep. That's, that's fair. Number two, if you're knocked to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you do with your arms? You lift to cover your head in that situation, especially when you have a bunch of dudes falling on you. That's mm-hmm. what Sabonis was doing, in my opinion. He was looking to cover his head, and it just so happens that Draymond's leg was un- was accidentally, unfortunately, in between his arms. So, that's what so... it looked like to me. And if that's the case then Draymond surely overreacted. There are better ways. And if Sabonis was holding him, which I don't believe he was doing on purpose, there are better ways to shake out of it. I know he was saying like, oh, I'm old. I'm not that flexible anymore. Whatever. Draymond, wait an extra second. You'll get your leg back and just run down the court. If it's the playoffs, you cannot, you cannot do that to your team. You absolutely cannot. And I have no... I, I do not feel bad for Draymond at all in this situation. Sabonis is responsible in his own way because he was protecting himself and Draymond accidentally, his leg was accidentally there. He has a, he has a role to play in this. But what Draymond did, absolutely, absolutely reprehensible, and he should have got suspended. Anybody that says he shouldn't got suspended, they're just, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Shout out All to right, Ron so, Said You sound like Dean Blandino right now. now. now Never now heard I'm me Dean in. Blandino ever. Now <laughs> I'm going to hop in real quick okay. because absolutely what Draymond did was wrong. I I figured the suspension was coming yeah. because it's Draymond. But the, I I didn't the, – when Sabonis – like I, I get what you're saying. He's covering his head. The first thing that went through my mind when I see Draymond getting his leg held like that, and don't, I know Draymond is not the same this type of athlete, but was Bo Jackson. That that's how he lost his hip, getting his leg pulled. Like that is a that is not a that is that is an unsafe play. That is a thing. I agree. So, I'm Draymond of all people knows you can't get suspended for overreacting in a playoff series. He saw his team blow a 3-1 finals lead because he overreacted and got suspended in a playoff series. So Draymond, of all people, knows he has to display some composure. Mm -hmm. But I can absolutely get in the moment you feel that pull on your leg and you just think, get the guy off me. Right. Would it have been? I'll, I'll ask this to both of you. Like, would the discourse be any different if both Draymond and Sabonis were suspended? If they were both suspended, I think so. Absolutely, I think the discourse would definitely be different. I don't think we'd even be talking about it if both of them got suspended. It would be I, like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. 
Let's I move agree. on next topic. <laughs> but because of Draymond and because of his history, we got to talk mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> and I think that also plays into it. Because mm-hmm. because and, and 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 shout out to people who have the time to do such things. But there were plenty of sites on social media who had two to three minute compilations of Draymond Green on the ground doing kicking people and grabbing people, people, grabbing legs, holding on, falling onto people Mm -hmm. and taking his time. And and I think that plays into it as well. Oh, absolutely. Draymond's history has to be a factor. And you've seen that in the past with players. Mm-hmm. Where you you know you watch there are plenty of videos on YouTube on anywhere on social media where you will see games where you're like you, you'll see a player like a, a Dennis Rodman and you'll see something that gets him ejected and when you look at the the specific uh the the specific act that gets him ejected in a specific game mm-hmm. and you're like. That really wasn't that bad. I mean, but given the person that he is, you know, his history. Yeah, he's to your point. Go. I mean, a name that'll be familiar to all to, to all of us. To your point, Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, yes. that's yes. the name that yes. pops in my head because once he got the reputation, he was getting texts faster than anybody in the league. There's a there's a video of 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 Rasheed Wallace getting ejected from a game for looking, literally looking. Tim Duncan had that same thing. Tim Duncan too. Yep. Him and mm-hmm. Joey Crawford used to get into it all the time. But you you you've seen that, and 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 Draymond now has that type of history, where it does not take much for people to feel like if Draymond is involved, severe action needs to be taken. And Draymond, if he is the veteran, if he is the mature veteran, the savvy veteran that he is supposed to be, he has to know that. You're right. There's no way, you know, and, and and honestly, that probably has to come from within the locker room where a Steph or a Clay or somebody else on that team is like, Steve Carter. Man, we need you. Mm-hmm. We need you, you know, and, and, and yeah, and at this point, yeah, that, that's got to come off like stating the obvious, but, you know, sometimes it needs to be said. I don't know if you have time to pivot to one more thing because we're talking, we're kind of getting in this groove about like player safety and like not getting hurt or anything like that. But uh, the John Morant injury, the Giannis injury, these injuries that happen because of um, taking charges. Taking charges, yeah. Mm. I don't know where you guys, I don't know where you guys fall on that. Um, I I think the offensive foul, like I think that's, a, I don't want to say pivotal part of playing defense, but it's definitely important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I agree. I personally would not eliminate the charge call altogether, but what I do, what I would do, maybe, is extend the restricted area out a little bit further. Maybe another step or two, but maybe a step, like a foot or two. But I wouldn't want to go much further than that. Right, I'm not talking about like the foul line. Like m- not much more than out for me. Like maybe another foot or two, because. You, everybody who grew up playing basketball understands that at some point when the defender's there, you can't just go recklessly try to take off over them. And right. that's what some of these guys are trying to do. Like that's how people get hurt too. Uh-huh, like, like the offensive player, like that's why it was called a player control foul. 
because the offensive player has to maintain his control. Yes. So we're just tell these guys are just kamikaze pilots yeah. get a step in the lane and take off and then want the rules to protect them like you're supposed to play under controls as well so, so I, I i get it like it's bad to see these guys taking these falls but mm-hmm. play the game under control and for for those of you that disagree and are just like oh well this needs this needs to be done because too many people are getting hurt it's like okay let me stop you right there um Gordon Hayward and Paul George both broke their legs just coming down off of layups. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do? We're just going to eliminate, eliminate we're just going yeah. to stop set, people. We're just going to stop shot. people from, we're, yeah, we're just going to stop jump. people from jumping in the <laughs> NBA. That's what we're going to do now. Okay. All right, fine. We'll, we'll see how the ratings work on that. No. And, and I, well, I, I've seen people trying you know, kind of use this to to make a bunch of different points. Like I've seen people try and use use Morant and Giannis's injuries, uh, Tyler Hero as well, but as as their stepping stone for the argument against load management. Like, oh, these players are missing such and such games a year. Now they're in the playoffs getting hurt. What's the point? And it's just like it'd be one thing if these guys were going down with like hamstring injuries or or right. back tightness. You know, these are all, unfortunately this is just a, a a string of of freak incidents, right? You know? And the 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 undercutting at the last second, like fine, that mm-hmm. I will say, all right, that needs to stop. If you do that, that's an automatic that's an automatic flagrant one, and like that's it. Um, I would even go so far as to say flagrant two and they're ejected because you're literally mm-hmm. you it's a are, dangerous play to come under somebody's legs. You yeah. are intentionally trying to hurt somebody. So flagrant two, mm-hmm. you're ejected. But if you're a defender and you beat somebody to the spot, you should be kind of rewarded for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I get, it. I get it. It's a it's a bang bang play to try to call it like that, but that's why we have replay in the NBA now. As much as people hate it for whatever reason. No, it is what it is. You know, uh, you, you hate the long, you hate the the long delays, but you respect the accuracy. Exactly. I'd you know, rather you, you appreciate I mean, them getting the call right. You just wish it would. Ta- you wish it wouldn't take as long as it does sometimes. I am a journalism major, John uh, Jonesy. You're both in the journalism media landscape. If there's one thing I learned from all of my journalism professors. It is much better to take the time and to get it right than to just throw it out there and be first. Agree, mm. agree. Mm. All right, with that, it's better to be right than to be first. That is true. That is true. With that, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, this weekend? I'm, you know, not sure when we'll get another uh, eighty-three to infinity podcast because the weekend's coming up. People got things to do. What are you looking forward to when we come back? When, when, when? The new week starts on Monday. Will this series be over? Will the Sixers Net series be over? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The series is done. The series is over. Forget it. I'll, I'll take that. Let's question get ready for, for Boston. Uh-huh. I have a non-Sixers question for you real quick, just around the league. Knicks, Cavs, what do you have in that series? Seven games. Make sure you tune in for every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Here. That's that's gonna. That's I got Knicks in seven. Knicks in seven. Okay, I, I would. Take I got Knicks in seven. I think it's gonna I got, be a good one. I got that Cavs one of the Kings. 
Cavs in seven? I got Cavs in seven only because they would have the home game seven. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you my prediction after Game Seven, and uh, swear <laughs> I got it right the whole time. All right, so let's just let's just run them down real quick before I get out of here. Sixers uh-huh. Nets. That series is over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boston Atlanta. That series is series over. Good God. Oh my. Lord. And I'm ready for people to, to stop telling me how great Trey Young is as well. Oh my Lord. That series is over. That's that series was over after the first half of Game One. Um. Miami and Milwaukee, that'll go six. Um, Cavs, Knicks will go seven. I have the Cavs in that one. Out west, of course, I have the Kings in six. I have I have Denver get the brooms out. That series is over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not giving up on Memphis yet. I still like Memphis in six or seven. No John game two. I, mm. And I like the Clippers in seven. Mm. Okay, that's the Clippers, an interesting one. Okay, the Clippers are not the Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Literally, the Clippers walk in and was just like, "Yeah, mm. we ain't afraid of y'all." And the Suns have no bench depth. None. Zero bench depth. They have. I was like, wait, don't they have Landry Shamet? And I was like, wow, he's not doing anything in the series. Jesus. This man broke out Landry Shamit. I had to. It's the only bench player for Phoenix I can think of. That is that is true. That is true. Is it? That is true. Dio, where can people find your work? You work hard. You do a lot of things. You're everywhere. Where can people find you? So you can always check out anything that is written by either myself or my colleagues at Liberty Ballers, LibertyBallers.com. I am on Twitter at Adil B. Royce here. You can follow Liberty Ballers, the site at Liberty underscore Ballers. I also do a weekly podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network hosted by Vox Media. It is the out of sight podcast that gets recorded and released every Monday. So check that out. Like, follow, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. Was that the podcast you had me on when we were talking about Iverson and, and Kobe? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's a great podcast. John John Brown came on for our uh, yes. our summer engagement series, the, the yes. Sixers What yes. If series. I'm, I'm stepping my features game up, y'all. I, 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 need, to, <laughs> I need to do that. I, I need to do that. I need to get on. I, I need to get on more podcasts. I've, I've now dedicated myself to doing that. I'm stepping my features game up. But make sure you check out a bo a, a bo a deal. See that, that, that? That's what that bl- blame it on. Blame the it on the, Listen, hey man, p- teachers and adults have been screwing my name up since I started elementary school. So it's all. Nah, but but no, nah, but we're your friends. We're your family. We. I, I should have gotten that right. Uh, a deal. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you check. My him mom messes everywhere. up my name sometimes. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, I, I did you wrong. I, I, and, and you <laughs> well, I appreciate the apology. <laughs> Hey, th- thank you, my brother. Oh. Appreciate you, man. Always love have, always love being oh, here. Um, just yeah, just give me a call next week when we when we play Boston and we're and we're inevitably down 0-2 coming back to Philly. Oh, I'm trying to get up to Boston for one of those games. God dang it. I, I, I'm trying to take I'm trying to get up there for one. All right, see that's a, that's a whole John, John, if you're gonna do <laughs> Jonesy, do yourself a favor. If you're gonna go to Boston for a for a game. What you want to do is you want to find a hotel that is within walking distance of the arena. The last thing you want to do, and I know this is going to be an inflammatory thing to say, but it's been said about Boston a thousand times. The last thing you want to do in Boston 
is walk around as a black man. I'm sorry, but ah. it's been said. Uh, Adam Jones, famous player for the Baltimore Orioles, he was definitely on to something. Uh, yeah, you you don't you don't want to be walking around in Boston. Like you want to be able to walk three four blocks max to get from your hotel to the arena. Well, well, I have some people in Boston, so I know some of the locals. There you go. I, Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I so I won't be completely on an island. All right, cool. I know. <laughs> because I worry about people that do that to themselves and put themselves in that kind of situation. That's all. Uh, and that's that's fair. I, I've heard Boston's reputation, so I'm just saying. I, I've seen I'm going the with security. <laughs> I've seen the Departed. I don't. I I've seen the Departed, and I will not be going to Boston anytime soon. I'll just bring, put it back. Make sure you bring your laptop. Bring your phone. We need that Jonesy and Brown correspondence live from <laughs> live from Boston. I'll be here <laughs> at my house where I'm safe in my basement. That's where I'll be. But you know, if if See, you do that, JB wants the internet smoke. I want it in real life. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know what? No problem admitting that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I am a key. I got. I'm a keyboard gangster. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm a Twitter gangster. It's all good. Oh, the deal. Thank you, my brother. Always thank a pleasure. you. Appreciate you. Yeah. That was a deal, Royster of Liberty Ballers. Always good to have family on. Always, Always good to have family on, man. Hey, once again, download this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just go to bitwsports.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown or at BITW Sports. Final thoughts from Mike Jones. Nets stick. They got a couple good players, but that's a team that, yeah. Wake me up next week. Joel Embiid is the MVP. He will show by the end of this series, you will know he is the MVP. Sixers are, are a better team. I apologize to everyone I let down by saying it was going to take them six games. I was wrong. I'm wrong a lot on the show. It happens. <laughs> but you like me, and that's why you all keep watching. That's why you all support Jonesy and Brown. Yeah. Because John Brown will come on here and be wrong a whole bunch of times and admit to it. But it's all good. You love Final me. thought. Final yeah. thought. Yes. For anybody paying attention, yes. tomorrow's Josie and Brown when we're talking football, yes. y- you will hear me say I was wrong. What? I don't care what we're talking about. We will start with that. <laughs> I don't know what I, you know, I, I know. And I'll say it happily. I'm glad I was wrong. Okay. All right. But I was wrong. Make sure you check out the Josie and Brown podcast later on this week. Sixers, uh, Nets, hopefully by the time we come back with another 83 to infinity podcast that we'll talk about it all right you guys thank you for checking us out we will see you guys whenever we turn these cameras and mics on peace y'all you feeling this podcast to hear this and more go to soundcloud.com slash bitw sports or on itunes or apple Podcasts and search best in the world sports